the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Well, hello everybody, welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Happy to have you with us today, a lot going on. It is primary day in Michigan, and uh, we're going to be checking in a little bit later on to see how things are going out there. Not really uh, much of a surprise um, what's going to happen tonight, but uh, we'll see what's on the mood of the people among Michiganders, as the uh, locals call themselves. All right. um, I want to start out with this crazy story uh, involving MSDNC's Joyless Reed. Uh, This woman is bonkers crazy. So she went on a rant the other day. And she was especially targeting people of uh, Alabama. And Joyless was very upset because all of you white people are out there birthing babies. And uh, Joy Reid says, I don't want white people birthing babies. I, I, don't, I don't want them white people birthing babies. And it's, it's perplexing to me uh, because white people, by and large, are not birthing babies these days. Right? I mean, that's the when you look at the demographics... Uh, people of the Caucasian persuasion are um, are not going forth and multiplying as the Bible commands. Well, aside from the Mormons and the and the Catholics, you know, you guys are popping out the kids. I mean, how, look at look at all the big look at all the singing groups right now. I mean, how many Osmond, how many Mormon family singing groups are out there? I'm just saying there is a lot of them, and you got. I mean, to to get all of the parts, you know, you got the alto, the tenor, the bass. You got to have a lot of kids. That's all I'm trying to say. So anyway, Joyless is out there, and she's very upset. Uh, Cut number 13. The United States has a population of north of 327 million people. Why do we need more kids? I mean, your party, Senator Tuberville, is the one screaming that 10 million immigrants, which I don't even know that that number even makes any sense because it doesn't, um, have streamed into the country since Joe Biden has been president, and you're claiming that that's too many people, that if more people come into the southern border, this is some sort of crisis because we, we've got too many people and we've got no more space and we can't afford more people. But now you're saying we need more kids? Can you explain who's the we and what's the purpose? You're also a senator from the state of Alabama. God help the people there. Are you saying the state of Alabama needs more kids? Why does the state of Alabama need more kids? More kids for what? Here it comes. There was a time when the state of Alabama absolutely needed more kids because, you know, Alabama 
was a slave state. And the mandate of the planter class in Alabama was for black women to produce more kids because those kids were property and they could work more kids and make more money on their plantations. All right. So, I, Dylan, I want us to go back and get the full clip. Uh, this is insane. So let me explain this to you. Joy, Joy Reid seems to think that there are still plantations, working plantations in the state of Alabama. She is under the impression that I guess all of us in the in the South are still running around barefoot, wearing overalls, and playing banjos. I mean, I I don't know the last time Joy Reid came south of the Mason Dixon line, but things have changed just a smidge, just a smidge since the War of Northern Aggression. Yes, Dylan, I'm aware. I'm aware that is going to trigger some people, but that's what we call it in these parts. So Joy reads all upset uh, because uh, people want to have babies. And she believes that we've got far too many people in the nation right now. And now she's making the I, I she's suggesting that the reason why that white people want black people to have more babies is so there will be more hands to pick cotton in the fields. It's the craziest thing I have ever heard in my life. And the fact that MSDNC, which whether you, you you watch them or not, and I encourage you not to, your ears will bleed after about 30 seconds, uh, it, it, regardless of how you feel about these people, there are morons who actually watch this. They actually buy into all of this nonsense. So the fact that they would give a platform to a person who is, well, I don't know what the clinical term is, a raging moron idiot like Joy Reid, it's beyond me. It is absolutely beyond me. Now, back in my Fox News days, we had libs. We had libs working at Fox, but they were the nice libs, right? I mean, yeah, they were they were morons. A couple were idiots, but you could still go out to dinner with them, Right. You could invite them over to the. You can invite them over to cookout burgers on the weekends, and you could get along with them. That's what I'm trying to say here. They're not like Joy Reid. You don't want to invite Joy Reid over because she would then ask you. It's like pick up the phone. Um, hey Joy, uh, how are you? I uh, want to invite you over. We're having a little get together, and you know what she would do? She would immediately call MSDNC HR. Why do you invite me over? Why do you want me over? You want me to wash up after everybody? You want me to clean your house? You want me to mow your grass? You want me to, is that what you want me to do? You want me to go out there and pick your lettuce in your garden? Racism! Racism! That's why you can't invite Joy Reid over for a, for a hamburger or a hot dog. You can't do it. I know you're just trying to be nice, but you can't do it. It's a trap. It is. I'm just telling you. So anyway, we've got this full, you've got to listen to this. This gives you great insight into the minds of these libs. They hate babies, and they, I guess, hate white babies even more. I, it's all very confusing. I believe that we ought to get out there and procreate, right? This is what God, you got to get married first, but then you go out there and you start having babies. That's the whole point, right, of getting married is to have babies. How else are you going to be able to field football teams across the state of Alabama? It can't be done unless you're having babies. All right, here's here's the full Joy Reid rant. The United States has a population of 
north of 327 million people. Why do we need more kids? I mean, your party, Senator Tuberville, is the one screaming that 10 million immigrants, which I don't even know that that number even makes any sense because it doesn't, um, have streamed into the country since Joe Biden has been president. And you're claiming that that's too many people, that if more people come into the southern border, this is some sort of crisis because we, we've got too many people and we've got no more space and we can't afford more people. But now you're saying we need more kids. Can you explain who's the we and what's the purpose? You're also a senator from the state of Alabama. God help the people there. Are you saying the state of Alabama needs more kids? Why does the state of Alabama need more kids? More kids for what? There was a time when the state of Alabama absolutely needed more kids because, you know, Alabama was a slave state. And the mandate of the planter class in Alabama was for black women to produce more kids because those kids were property. And they could work more kids and make more money on their plantations. Are you saying the state of Alabama needs more kids because you think that those populations will include people who are maybe destitute and desperate enough if you kick out the immigrants like a lot of y'all want to do and you could make them do the work that the migrants are doing now? Because that kind of sounds slavery-ish. Is the state of Alabama the we? And is, is, is that the why? I mean, you're also a white guy. Are you saying the we is white folks need more kids? Is this like a great replacement thing where you're concerned that there's not enough white people in the population versus the growth of the Latino population, the black population, the Asian American population? And so the we is white people need to make white women have more kids and that's the we and that's the why because it's a little creepy. A little handmaid's tale, don't you think? Wow, there you go. So so now they're going to make the argument here, and this is not happening in a vacuum. I know she's a she's an idiot, but it's not happening this argument is not happening in a vacuum. So they're going to start advancing this notion that if you are a white person and uh, you know you want to uh, have babies then that makes you a racist because every time you procreate uh let's just say that uh, you're the Walton family um up on Walton's mountain and you're popping out John boy and uh, Billy boy and Jim Bob and whoever um then that means that you're a racist because you're trying to replace a Hispanic person or a black person. This is Joy Reid's logic here. I mean, this is very logical to these people. So their whole point is they don't want white people having babies. Now, this is all as racist as the day is long. But it's important for you to understand these concepts because they're out there. They're being broadcast on platforms like MSDNC, and people are buying into this nonsense. I mean... Look, I don't know nothing about birth of babies. I don't. But I can tell you this. I mean, this is a biblical mandate, so maybe Joy Reid is an atheist. Maybe she hates God. Maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know the woman. I can't tell you if she is a racist or a bigot or just slap crazy or maybe all of the above. But I can tell you this is this is insanity. For the record, there are no slaves in the southern states. For all you... For all you Yankees up there, all you folks north of the Mason-Dixon line, we're not running around whistling Dixie 
we're not we don't we don't just sit around on the front porch playing banjos and eating fried chicken and collard greens and cornbread and okay well we do that but all the rest of the stuff we don't do anymore it's the 21st century for crying out loud we listen to the banjos on our smartphones jeez come on get with it joyless hey i've got to give a big shout out here we've got a lot of listeners down in cajun country uh krof is our great affiliate in lafayette louisiana someone sent me a story and I just have to salute the good people of Lafayette. Now, if you don't know anything about uh, southwest Louisiana, that's Cajun country. Some of the best food in the state of Louisiana is not in New Orleans. It is in Lafayette, Louisiana. You, I'm telling you, folks, it really – and you, you people in Lafayette can back me up on this. But when you go down there, folks, you're not going to go away hungry. I can promise you. So anyway, uh, they've got a great football program down there at the University of Louisiana Lafayette. Dylan, they call themselves the Ragin' Cajuns. What a great name. Great radio station, KPEL, the sister station of KROF. And every morning they will say it's 75 degrees as the sun rises over the Cajun Dome. You know, it's going to be a good day in Louisiana. So anyway, uh, the California Bears, the Lady Bears, or the Bearettes as they call them, they were uh, down there at uh, ULL for a big softball game, and uh, the Lady Bears were playing the um, the Lady Ragin' Cajuns. And so, as is the tradition, they all stand along the baseline for the playing of the national anthem. And when they started playing the national anthem, about a half a dozen California players took a knee, dropped to the ground. They took a knee. And that's the wrong thing to do if you're down in Cajun country because they are a patriotic bunch down there, and they don't they don't cotton to this kind of nonsense. So anyway, the fans start. They saw what was going on, and they started hollering and telling the players to stand up. Hey, what's wrong with you? Stand up! This is Louisiana, not California. And then somebody shouted about liberal wokeness. And then at the conclusion of the anthem, that's when the booing commenced. And, oh, my goodness, it um, it really triggered the California softball team. As a matter of fact, the uh, the newspapers back home in California all upset. And that, How dare those people from Louisiana? Who do those Cajun people think they are harassing our girls? Well, we hope they're girls harassing, harassing them. So the newspapers are all in a tizzy, and they're saying that the players were bullied and harangued and harassed, and the university posted a statement saying that uh, they defended, they defended the Lady Bears, even though their behavior was disrespectful. They said they have a constitutional right to disrespect the national anthem, well, I got some news for you folks out in California. The Raging Cajuns, they got constitutional rights too. And they got constitutional rights to boo and heckle all the way back to Berkeley. So I say good for you, University of Louisiana Lafayette. Good for you, Raging Cajuns. Good for you, the great listeners of our affiliate, KROF. Great American Cajun Patriots, one and all. All right, we got to take a break here. 901 260 5926. 
That's 901-260-5926. Wow, we've got a great show lined up for you. Uh, Caroline Levitt, uh, President Trump's national press secretary, is going to drop by. Also, uh, Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey going after three schools accusing them of race-based discrimination. This is a wild story. He's going to give us the lowdown. Also, we're going to check in with our friend Peter Galuli, who is the CEO over at the Wellness Company. So stick around, folks. We'll be right back. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304, and start investing today. My ask for them in that conversation was, can we get a seven-day ceasefire? Just seven days, where there's no shooting, no killing. And... They said, yeah, we would be willing to do that. And they gave me a couple of caveats. The other thing they said was, well, you know, our young guys, they need money. They need money in their pockets. That's the way you can change it. Gang members said young want good jobs and the upskilling needed to get them. Gang leaders also telling Mayor Young. We don't have programs at, at our community centers. We don't have things to do. So we go out, we steal cars, and we ride around with our friends. I never would imagine that the mayor would be talking to us directly. If you come to our hood, if you come over there and ask them to put the guns down, they will do it. Because they never seen anybody like you in their community talking directly to them. All right, that is the the new mayor of Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, his name is Young. Uh, we call him uh, Mayor Brotherman uh, because uh, Mayor Brotherman believes that the only way to resolve the crime situation is to sit down and um, negotiate with the gangs in Memphis, Tennessee. I am not making this up. So the mayor explained that he wanted to sit down with all the gangbangers, and, uh, you know, just have a little powwow. Sort of like, I don't know, maybe when um, FDR and and Churchill uh, met during World War II, and you sit down and you try to negotiate a peace, right? So we have had so many people that have been murdered in Memphis. It really is the deadliest city in the country right now. Uh, but beyond that, it's just flat-out dangerous, uh Cars broken into Sunday. A preacher saw that somebody was breaking into a Sunday school teacher's car. The guy goes out. The pastor goes out, gets shot in the face. 
a 70-year-old pastor shot in the face in the parking lot of the church. This is crazy. So we'll explain more of this after the break. But the mayor says the solution is to sit down with the gangs, and you will not believe the solution they came up with with crime uh, here in Memphis. And it may be happening in your neighborhoods, too. Uh, We'll talk about that coming up. 901-260-5926, our number. That's 901-260-5926. Our God-given freedoms are facing unrelenting attacks. It's a battle for truth, and the only way we win is if we stand together. Hi, I'm Todd Stearns, and thankfully, Alliance Defending Freedom has been defending our rights for 30 years and winning. Right now, they're involved in two critical cases before the Supreme Court. They're suing the FDA for endangering the health and safety of women and girls. And in the second case, they're assisting the state of Idaho to defend its law, protecting the lives of women and their unborn children against the Biden administration's attempt to override the law and force doctors to perform abortions. And they need your help. With your best gift, you courageously join ADF in fighting critical Supreme Court cases against government lawlessness and help defend our cherished freedoms so call 855-417-6556 right now or go to toddsterns.com and click on the adf banner with your help i've already pledged to raise seventeen thousand dollars by march 31st for adf go to toddsterns.com or call 855-417-6556 to make your best offer right now I know with your help, we can beat that goal and help make a generational difference for freedom. You know, I was uh, researching. I, I didn't realize that Memphis had, had so many gangs. Uh, now, we certainly we, we have the, the Bloods and the Crips and the... We have the uh, Gangster Disciples, among others, and something called the Dixie Holmes Murder Gang. That's M-U-R-D-A. The E and the R are silent. Uh, Then you have something called the Fam Mob and the Kingsgate Mafia. Anyway, uh, the mayor of Mayor Brother Man uh, got everybody together and said, uh, the way to resolve crime is we have to have a confab with all the gang leaders here in, in the Memphis area. You can't make this up. And so the mayor sat down with the with the gangsters. And instead of instead of having all of them arrested on the spot, which is what they should have done. Remember, I, I don't know if they still do this, but there was a time, you know, where some of these police departments across America, they would um they would say, "Congratulations, you've just won Super Bowl tickets, but you have to come to this location to pick up your Super Bowl tickets." And so what happens? Well, all the criminals show up, and they think they're getting Super Bowl tickets, but instead they're getting arrested, and they're uh, getting shipped off to the um, the Hooskow, as they say. So anyway, uh, but instead of doing that, the mayor said, come on down to City Hall, and we're going to get a bucket of KFC. No, not KFC. Popeyes, sir. Only the finest for our gang leaders in, in Memphis. Treated them like they were, I don't know, dignitaries. And so they've got all the gang leaders there at City Hall, and I don't know if they're eating fried chicken or whatnot, um, maybe Chick-fil-A, and Burger King, okay, the BK, <laughs> they pulled out all the stops, no expense was spared. 
They got a big old jug of Milo sweet tea, and they're taking a swig, passing it around, getting to know each other, learning about their hopes and their dreams, the tragedies in their lives. And so anyway, the gang leaders are saying, look, here's the deal. We're willing, the, the mayor said, um, Mayor Brother Man told the gangsters, guys, I, I just need seven days. I need a seven-day truce. Can we just stop the shootings and the, the murders, the drive-bys, the donuts, the street racing, the car thefts, the carjackings? Can we just can we just stop for seven days? A a truce, sort of like what's happening in Gaza City right now. And the gang leader said, "Okay, Mayor, brother, man, we feel you." And they told the mayor they would do it, but there would be conditions, right? I mean, there are conditions for, you know, Hamas, for Hamas, you know, that you got to release, if you want this, you got to release the, the, the hostages, right? So they said, um, Mayor, brother, man, we need, we need jobs because the reason that we're out there carjacking and the reason we're out there killing people is, well, we just, we need money in our in our bank account. So we got to we got to have some money in our pockets. And we also need more activities at the community center. I am not making this up folks. They literally the gangbangers literally told the mayor, "We need more activities at the community centers." So I I'm guessing if we can get these guys jobs at Popeyes working the drive-through and Maybe offering up a couple of, I don't know, macrame classes, Zumba at the community center, then maybe they will renounce their gang affiliation and become upstanding citizens. But, and people are buying into this. They're like, that's brilliant. God bless you, Mayor Brother Man. God bless you, Mayor. This is ludicrous. Arrest them. That's what you do. You want to stop the crime, you break up the gangs. Do you really think just do you really think that's the issue here that the reason why the kids are out there carjacking and driving around shooting people in the Dodge Chargers I don't know why but that's the the, the car of do you really think the reason why is because they don't have a job down at Best Buy All I'm saying is if this plan works and you're in the drive through of the Popeyes and they get your order wrong just go with it don't 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 mess, folks. I'm just telling you, do not mess around. This is insanity. But this is where we are right now. And this is what happens when you allow your city to be controlled for generations by Democrats. It really is that simple. 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. Now, Dylan, I did ask you a question. I know you love eating. I know you love food, and uh, you um, occasionally go to the fast food places. So what is your fast food joint of choice? I'm a Chick-fil-A guy. Are you really? Yeah. All right. No, I'm not surprised. Uh, Chick-fil-A is a fine eatery. It's the Lord's Chicken. It is the Lord's Chicken. Yes. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, some people are McDonald's. They like McDonald's. You know, Franklin Graham is a big McDonald's guy. They got a good Big Mac. Got a great now Big they Mac. Do. Oh, yeah. And you can get the extra Big Mac meat. It's a pretty tasty sandwich. 
Um, other people are Burger King. You can have it your way. I do like the flame broiled. Um, and then the others are like Wendy's. And, you know, Wendy's has always sort of been the pricier of the the hamburger fast food joints. It costs more to get the meat square like that. The hamburger patties are square. They're not round. Did you know that? They try to convince you that it's real, too. Beef well, isn't square. It's fresh, never frozen. That's yeah, the promise. Okay. Fresh, never frozen. So Wendy's is making some headlines. So they are about to try something out here, and I'm very curious to get your thoughts on this, ladies and gentlemen. So Wendy's is going to test surge pricing at their restaurants. And here's how it's going to work. So they're going to get rid of the current um, menu boards, and it'll all be digital. So I don't know what is the price for a Wendy's uh, burger. I'm just going to spitball and say five, six bucks, right? Seven bucks, all right? So that's what it is. But at lunchtime, when everybody's rushing over to Wendy's, all of a sudden they're going to jack the price up to maybe 10 or $15. We don't know the exact prices. Anyway, Wendy's is launching all of this, and it's basically they're going to charge you for your burger, for your Frosty, um, whatever, based on the time of day and based on demand. So if there are two people in line, well, okay, it might be five bucks for a burger. But if there are 10 people in line, it might be $15. According to the restaurant chain, they're going to start this in 2025, and they're going to begin testing more enhanced features like dynamic pricing and day part offerings. They're also going to AI enable the menus. And other fast food chains have already started implementing uh, the digital menu boards, and this could be spreading to other fast food chains. Now, I'm just curious here, would this work for you? If you were going to say Bojangles, man, I love Bojangles. So if you were going to go to Bojangles, and let's say Bojangles um, had an AI chat bot at the drive-thru, which, by the way, they're working on, um, would you would you utilize that? You know, Dylan, you know, with the whole Google Gemini controversy, that would be a problem for me because I would get the I'm, – I'm a big white meat chicken guy, but, you know, they're going to give me dark meat because this chat – They better not ask what political affiliation you are. It's true. I'm telling you. But I'm curious, ladies – and look, the fast food chains are doing this because, A, they have to make money, but, B, the, the problem here is they're having to pay these high wages now. And that's only going to get worse. So they've got to pass along the cost to the consumer. So my question, would you go to a fast food joint where they do this? Some call it price surging. I call it price gouging. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. Let's go to North Carolina. Jamal is listening to us on our great affiliate there, WSJS. And Jamal, I understand you've got a solution uh, on the gang issue. Uh, not really a solution, just an option and just a little respectful pushback, uh, Mr. Starnes. Uh, first of all, thank you for allowing me to uh, uh, allow me on your program, and I appreciate all that you, you all do. Um, just, a, again, a pushback. Um, with gangs in other countries, uh, what has been reported is one way to solve the, the gang issue in other countries overseas 
is to to get them employed, to get them off the streets. Um, if you do just arrest them, to me, I could be wrong, but to me, from what I've heard, that doesn't go to the root of the problem. Yeah, if you get them off the streets, this the, the the problems still are there that cause them to go to the games in the first place, i.e., lack of employment, uh, lack of uh, income, and uh, also uh, some kind of skin of the game to where they are kind of melted into society. Um, we all know that um, if they go to games, they have a sense of strength, stability, a sense of camaraderie, excuse me, and some kind of position within that gang of they're, they're taken care of. But they have a job, income, house, car, and all that. But they have a lot to lose. And they're less likely to be on the street to commit crimes if they have something to lose. They have something that they can build with. It seems to me there's only one issue, and that goes back to the home. I mean, you know, we've got to start having, we've got to really emphasize mom and dad, you know, in the household and making sure that um, Junior is going to school and staying out of trouble. Right. Well, you know, that, that, is, that is part of it. And I have talked to a local sheriff who is uh, he's a Democrat, but he's one of those old school Democrats, uh, Sheriff Bobby Kimbrough. And he said that this is going to be beyond, to paraphrase, beyond law enforcement. This goes to the home. And this is something that Democrats do miss, that the conservatives are getting, which is why many more conservatives. They are about stability. They are about uh, down family structure. They are about uh, having rules and follow rules. And they are about uh, something that's going to be sustainable long term, something that's going to work for everybody, not the alphabet mafia. But something that's going to work for everybody. You have a good education, get a job, you abide by the rules, you'll be successful. Well, I, I will say this. And Jamal, as as bad as the gang problem is now, these gangs that have been coming across our border, these Venezuelan, South America gangs, uh, it's going to make our gangs, American gangs, look like the Rotary Club. Uh, the, the level of violence that we are about to experience in this country, it's going to blow people's minds. Jamal, got to run for a break, but good thoughts. And again, folks, it, the problem with what the mayor of Memphis did, whether and whether he knows this or not, but the problem is that he just legitimized those gangs. And imagine if you are just like an underling, you're 8, 9, 10 years old, and that's where they're recruiting these kids from, 8, 9, 10 years old, and you see your gang leaders going and having a confab at City Hall, it completely legitimizes it in their minds. It's bizarre. All right, uh, we've got to take a quick break here, folks. Again, our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. I want to give you a disturbing fact here. So at this hour, activist government officials right now are threatening our most cherished freedoms. And, And I'll give you an example. In Vermont right now, a Christian school will no longer be allowed to compete and any sporting activities because they refused to play against a team that had a transgender player. They didn't want to they didn't want to risk having their girls injured. So now Alliance Defending Freedom is actually representing that school. They have filed a lawsuit. And ADF has been fighting for you all the way to the Supreme Court. That's that's what they do and they do it free of charge. So if you go to my website right now, and we're about to take a break, go there, toddstarns.com. There is a stand with ADF banner at the very top of the page, 
and you're going to be able to help me raise over $17,000 for Elias Defending Freedom. They're going to use that money to fight these these kinds of cases. So whatever you can contribute, whether it's $5 or $500, you're going to make a critical difference. I want you to listen to ADF Vice President Matt Sharp. Every dollar that you give enables us to take on another case. It could be a a kid wanting to share their faith at school or a nurse that doesn't want to be forced to participate in abortion. Those victories trickle across the country. And so when they donate, even how small, and they may say, how is this going to impact me? Well, ultimately, you're not only securing freedom for the person that we're representing, you're securing it for yourself, for your children and grandchildren that come after you, and ultimately moving our country towards one that protects every American's freedom to speak and live consistent with their beliefs and values. I think this is just terrific. And and folks, again, it doesn't matter what your gift is, whether it's $5 or $100, it's going to help. Every single penny helps. Alliance Defending Freedom. Uh, Go to toddstarns.com, click on the banner at the top of the page. You can donate online. If you don't want to donate online, you can just pick up the phone and call 855-417-6556. That's 855-417-6556. We are launching a month-long effort through the entire month of March to raise, and my goal is $17,800. That's what we're going to raise. I think we can hit 20000 so um, it's going to take all of us pitching in together, and we're going to be able to help Alliance Defending Freedom. We'll be right back. Mike Lindell and MyPillow employees want to thank my listeners for your continued support. And to thank you, they have an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use the promo code STARNS, and you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived. Won't last long, folks. Get a six-pack towel set for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels. They absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, so much more. To get the best offers ever, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code STARNS or call 800-839-8506 and get free shipping on your entire order while supplies last. Folks, coming up in the next hour, we're going to be talking to the Attorney General of the state of Missouri. Big, big problem in a couple of schools there. We're going to tell you all about that. Also, Caroline Levitt, a little bit later, will join us uh, today. She is in Michigan. Uh, She is President Trump's National Press Secretary, and uh, we'll get a lay of the land there leading into Super Tuesday. You know, I'm already getting, um, here in Tennessee, getting mailers for Nikki Haley. So, uh, I they're spending a lot of money here in the volunteer state, but I don't think it's going to work. And I'm curious to hear from other Tennesseans out there. We got a lot of stations across the volunteer state. Um, are you supporting Donald Trump, or are you going to support Nikki Haley? You're going to have a you're going to have a choice to make in the uh, Super Tuesday primary coming up. So I'm curious to hear from you. Nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. That's nine zero one. Two six zero five nine two six. Uh, coming up this weekend, I will be in Dallas, Texas. We're going to be doing the very first major book event. Uh, that's happening at First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. Pastor Robert Jeffress 
uh, has so graciously invited me to be down there, and I'll be speaking in the morning worship services. And then afterwards, um, I'll be signing copies of my new book, Twilight's Last Gleaming. If you are listening to us in the Dallas area, if you want to drive down, I would love to to say hello to you and to meet you in person. And you'll be able to do that uh, March, uh, well, coming up this Sunday. Is that March 3rd? I think that's March 3rd in Dallas. Again, First Baptist Church, Dallas. Uh, from there up to Washington, D.C. for another pre-launch event. And then, of course, March 19th is when Twilight's Last Gleaming is officially in bookstores. And I just want to say a very special thank you to Barnes & Noble and to Books A Million. They are, they're going to be carrying the book nationwide, but the local, there's a Books A Million in South Haven, Mississippi, and one in, um, over by the Wolf Chase Galleria. And they love conservative authors, and they wanted me to pass along this information to all of our listeners on KWAM in Memphis, that they love conservatives, and they love conservative authors, and they would welcome us to come by. And we're working out a couple of book signing events for both of those stores. And we're going to be coming to your town as well. We're going to be telling you all about this in the coming weeks. But very exciting times here at the Todd Stern Show as we get ready to pack our bags and head out and say howdy to all of our great listeners. Stick around, everybody. Hour two coming up next. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starks Radio Show, hour two of the big show, broadcasting border to border, coast to coast, across the fruited plain. Coming up a little bit later on, we'll be uh, checking in with Team Trump. Caroline Levitt is going to drop by, uh, currently in Michigan, the primary underway. Also, Kyle Olson, who is the publisher of The Midwesterner uh, there in Michigan, will uh, be weighing in on how the immigration issue has really impacted that great state. So we'll be taking uh, those calls and yours as well a little bit later on in the program. I do want to go right now, though, to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line and welcome onto the show the the Attorney General of the great state of Missouri, Andrew Bailey. Mr. Attorney General, happy to have you with us today. Hey, Todd, thank you so much for having me on. 
Well, I'm excited to, to jump into these uh, these stories uh, here, and you're making some headlines across the state. Uh, you sent letters to three area, uh, three St. Louis area schools, and you accused them of religious and race-based discrimination. Uh, tell us what's going on here. Yeah, look, my office has received reports that one of the school districts is de- depriving students of the ability to form a Fellowship of Christian Athletes Club at uh, some of the schools, and that Two of the other schools are using race-based uh, gerrymandering to achieve uh, certain hiring practices, but also uh, in their gifted access to their gifted program. And look, racism is wrong. Discrimination based on race or religion is wrong. It violates the constitutional protections. Uh, it violates state statute. It violates several federal laws. And fortunately, here in the state of Missouri, the attorney general's office is empowered through the Missouri Human Rights Act to take legal action. So we put the school districts on notice that we're not going to tolerate discrimination uh, against student bodies' religious preference or against hiring preference based on racial gerrymandering or uh, racist policies in access to gifted programs. It's insane to imagine that kind of stuff actually goes on, but I'm just glad you're on top of this and you're taking action. Let's let's talk about the, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here. Uh, what were they What were they trying to do with the FCA? Well, we've received port reports from parents that there are students that want to form an FCA club, and uh, the, the district has not been able to provide any information regarding whether or not at the junior high, middle school level, those students are actually able to form these clubs. But we know under state statute and under the school's own policy that the students are absolutely entitled to form these kinds of clubs and that the school can't vex, harass, and delay that process. So we're going to keep fighting to ensure that the free exercise of religion uh, is rep- respected at the school district level, but also that the school is consistent on its own internal policies and in compliance with state statutes. All right, I'm, and I'm really intrigued by this this other school where there were some issues with uh, race and who gets into the gifted classes. The um, I guess these are for the smart kids. Um, I didn't have that problem when I was in school, Mr. Attorney General, but uh, I'm curious to hear what's going on here. Why wh- wh- Is there a racial component to this? Well, Todd, the school has tried to inject race into what should be an objective standard. And so what they, in their, in their published policy, the school has said that they use race-based criteria for students seeking to enter the gifted program. And according to that policy, they specifically are trying to, to make a specific 20% racial equity index for underrepresented student populations. Well, what does that mean? And how is that measured? And what that tells us is that their ambition is to provide handouts to individuals who have not achieved at a certain level and deny others access to the gifted programs. But my question is, who do they think they're helping? I mean, it is absolutely racist to say that underrepresented ethnic groups can't achieve an objective standard. And those students that would take advantage of this type of program will be forever stigmatized by this idea that the school had to lower the threshold for their participation, when in in reality, they were perfectly capable of achieving on their own. And so, again, racism is wrong in schools, religious discrimination is wrong in schools, and that's why we're using the authority of the Attorney General's office to fight back. Um, On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, the Attorney General for the state of Missouri, Andrew Bailey, um, I'm curious, how widespread is this? We're talking about three schools here, but have there been other issues around the state or people reaching out? Yeah, absolutely. Look, parents have become concerned about what's going on in these schools. I think we saw heightened 
concern by parents uh, about what their schools were doing, uh, both curriculum-wise and administratively. And we saw increased concern about these schools in 2020. That has not gone away. And in fact, in a lot of ways, uh, that increased scrutiny has led to positive change in certain places. And I think parents in Missouri are looking at what happened in a place like Loudoun County, Virginia, and seeing that when parents get involved, real change can be made. And the Attorney General's office stands ready to stand with those parents to support parents' rights. At the end of the day, it's the parents' kids, not the school's kids. And in Missouri, we don't co-parent with the government. I love this. Uh, and I know uh, your neighbors over in Oklahoma have been doing the same thing. Uh, and uh, it's really caused a lot of, I think, a lot of chaos among the liberal groups. But moms and dads are so appreciative. Uh, and I, I'm curious, um, have you heard from these uh, schools? Have they responded to your letters? Well, ironically enough, the schools have not responded to my letters. However, they've responded in the public domain and all have said, oh, we're not doing these things, even though it's in their published policy on their website that we've taken PDFs of in case they try to remove that policy now. And one of the other excuses the school uses is like, hey, look, the numbers we're giving that 20 percent, you know, ethnic uh, index, that's really just aspirational or it's after the fact. We're just showing you the numbers we did achieve. But my question is, in what world is that a legitimate objective? That's like saying right. that's like somebody saying, "Well, I'm drunk, but I didn't consume alcohol." If they achieved that, it's because they gerrymandered the system to get there, and they're proud of it. That's why they're bragging about it. That's why we've got to hold the wrongdoers accountable. All right. Well, we're we're excited, and uh, keep us updated, um, Mr. Attorney General. Uh, this is what needs to happen, and I. I have to imagine that moms and dads across the show me state are so happy that the AG has their back. Well, we're going to keep fighting for parental rights. Look, I'm a parent of four small children. I'm invested in this, both personally and professionally. And we're not going to we're not going to let uh, these school districts dictate terms to the parents. The opposite is true. It's the parents' children first. Love it. All right. Well, we appreciate you taking time and uh, bringing our our national audience up to speed on what's going on there in the St. Louis area. Thank you again. Hey, thanks for covering this important story, Todd. All right, there you go, folks. This is Attorney General Andrew Bailey from Missouri. And fight the good fight. And go back to the China virus pandemic, everybody. The one good thing that came out of that, there's only one good thing that came out of that, is that moms and dads woke up and they realized, holy cow, this is what they're teaching our kids? This is nonsense. But the fact that, and and it's a brilliant observation that the attorney general made, not only are you discriminated against white kids, you're discriminated against minority kids who you just assume can't meet the level of criteria needed to be enrolled in a gifted program. It's a brilliant observation. 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. I've got to play this audio for you. From the University of Virginia, since we're on the education kick this segment, the person you're about to hear, her name is Rachel Spracker. She is, and I'm going to read this. This is her official title. She is the Assistant Vice President for Equity and Inclusive Excellence with the Division for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at the university. She has to have two business cards just to get all that on there. Anyway... She's got a big problem with all of you white people. And before before we play this, I, I get these messages all the time. Todd, why do you keep why do you keep talking about race? Well, there's a reason for that. Because this is the way they're dividing us. And we gotta be able to talk about this stuff. 
many people were unaware for a, a good many years, by the way, and I want you to think about something right now. All right, just think about this. You've seen the videos circulating and percolating on social media, right, of the kids, you know, 19, 20, 21-year-old kids, and they're out there and they're repenting of their of their racism and their whiteness. You've seen it, right? You've seen that, um, you know, the allies, you know, allies to the back. You know. So, look, that re- the reason why that is and the reason why your kid is, is growing up ashamed that they are of the Caucasian persuasion is because that's what they were taught in their schools. And many parents had no idea they were teaching this nonsense. And they still are to a great extent. But that's the reason why your kids have been uh, groomed. Anyway, here's this um, assistant vice president for equity and inclusion. Oh, geez. All right. Let's just play her. Rachel Spracker. What's been important for me, so I think – What's part of my bio that other folks might know or not know is that, you know, I, I grew up in rural Appalachia um, and I and I think that um, there are a couple things. But really, actually, when I was an undergraduate at UVA, I had the opportunity to take a class with Julian Bond, who, you know, as many may know, is a, an amazing. Um, he's been amazing for the university. Um, obviously, he passed away a couple of years ago, but um, I had the opportunity to learn from him in particular ways and to and to be given those thinking tools um, that let me see differently and also let me see, I don't know if you all have taken up Metzl's book, sort of dying of, of whiteness mm-hmm. necessarily in your, in your reading groups. Um, but I think, um, you know, the space that I, that I've been in where I grew up, um, you know, it, it, you could see it, right? The way that white people are actually dying of whiteness too, in my immediate sort of peer group. Um, I mean, it's kind of personal, right? But it's like, I had, um, a, a, couple of cousins they had friends like uh the the sort of toxicity of whiteness around them and and certain things that were happening for them um many of them were dying prematurely also right sort of in their 20s uh you know um and i think it's just i've had a range of experiences that have helped me see that and to see how anti-blackness racism in general um and and white supremacy in particular, um, that that actually limits my self-authorship for who I can be as a person. And I think it's a lot of different things that get people to that. Um, But for me, that's a lot of what it was about, right? Is like, I can't actually be who I could possibly be because I'm stuck in this too. Oh, my word. Um, Look, the the reality is this poor woman apparently is a racist, and she's admitting it. Uh, But just because she's a racist doesn't mean that every other white person's a racist. I am wondering, though, she said she grew up in Appalachia. Um, Does she play the banjo? Oh, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Are you a salad eater? You know, I've... um, I've been back on the Calatron, and I've been eating more salad lately. That's why this story really caught my attention. Uh, This is the headline from Newsweek. A Republican suggests vaccines may be getting injected into lettuce. I I heard about that. I was uh, listening, driving in, uh, listening to KWAM, our flagship station, and Ben Dieter, who actually drinks this stuff. He's like liquefied lettuce and lawn clippings. He's one of these health guys. And uh, anyway, uh, there's a lot of concern that the that the medical world may be injecting vaccines into lettuce and tomatoes and tobacco. 
Now, there is a, a Tennessee state representative. The guy's name is Scott Sapicki, and he made the following comments during a House Health Committee uh, hearing warning that the public needs to be very much aware of this. You may not know that when you go to the supermarket to get your delicious Mississippi red tomatoes, that those tomatoes may be oozing with, I don't know, some sort of a vaccine. It's the craziest thing. So we have some audio here from Mr. Sapicki um, sounding the alarm. Can you give me an example of a food that's a vaccine? You recognize? Yes. Uh, University of California, Riverside, has already perfected the ability to put human vaccines into our lettuce right now. Also, also tomatoes has the ability to do that also for UC Berkeley. And then uh, Big Tobacco, R.J. Reynolds and stuff, has perfected the ability to put a human vaccine into tobacco products. Chairman Clements? And is that even legal to do in the state of Tennessee to sell those with a vaccine in them? You recognize uh, well, I'm not arguing that point. What I'm saying is there is no law deeming those that when you go into a grocery store, you should know as a consumer, this head of lettuce is a head of lettuce. The head of lettuce right next to it could contain a vaccine in it. All we're saying is if it does have the vaccine in it, make sure it's listed as a pharmaceutical so people can get the proper dosage. Thank you. This is more of a consumer protection bill right here is to make sure that if you're going in to buy tomatoes and there's a polio vaccine in there, that you are aware of what you're buying has a polio vaccine. The problem you have is if it's not treated as a pharmaceutical, being the size and difference between you and me, how many tomatoes do I have to eat to get the proper dosage versus how many tomatoes that you have to eat? And if you eat too many, do you get a, a overdose? If you eat too less, like we had in the cattle industry with aramycin, we weren't dosing our cattle properly and the horn flies were developing an immunity to it. If we don't have the proper dosage of a vaccine, it could lead to the efficacy of that drug not, not, not work anymore. So, so I'm curious, uh, do you folks have a concern about this? Do, do you have a problem that with the fact that your produce section may actually be a pharmacy in disguise? In September of 2021, UC Riverside, that's the University of California at Riverside, they published an article. And they have been conducting these experiments specifically with COVID-19 vaccines, the ones that are causing people to drop dead across the country, that vaccine. Anyway, they have, they've, they're trying to figure out if they can turn lettuce into a vaccine factory. In other words, how many people in our audience chose not to get the, the clot shot? I think there are a lot of people. Yours truly got one dose and nearly keeled over. So uh, that was it for me. But a lot of people said, I'm just not willing to take the risk of getting this shot that has not really been vetted properly. So now the scientists and the medical community, and I suspect the government, has been trying to figure out how do we force people to take something they don't want to take? And what if we could we could sneak it into their food? We could sneak it into the water supply. Maybe that's the maybe that's what we do here, and that's what this that's exactly what they're trying to do at UC Riverside. So they're using our tax money, a half a million dollars of our tax money, and the goal is to see whether or not they can deliver these vaccines through lettuce and other vegetables. Yet another reason why I do not eat lettuce or tomato 
on my hamburger at Wendy's. I'm just telling you, this is bizarre stuff. I will I will say this. I've been doing a lot of reading and a lot of research on what they're putting into the food that we purchase, whether it's hamburger, whether it's, I don't know, ho-hos, whatever it is in our supermarket, and it is really has been eye-opening. And one of the one of the things I've determined to do is shop as as much as possible at local farmers markets and to make sure I know the farmers that are producing the food that are growing the food that I consume. I try to do that as much as humanly possible. But I'm curious to hear from you as well. Do you have concerns that I mean when you look at at where society is right now and I mean, go back to the early 20th century. There were very few fat people walking around, right? And why is that? Because it wasn't that they were, no, they didn't have gyms back in the day. Like, you know, we have a crunch fitness. I'm just telling you that I think there's something in the food they're putting in the food that's causing people to get bigger. Well, that and we're eating cartons of ho-hos at one setting. So, yeah, that that too, Dylan. Uh, We'll be right back, folks. Stick around. Yeah, I'm telling you, folks, it's it's all about getting back, getting back to the basics. That's what I'm talking about, and I am concerned about what what they're selling in some of these grocery stores. By the way, our good buddy Shanklin says, Todd, it's hard enough to know when the organic lettuce is safe to eat. Organically grown food is fed with organic fertilizer, so if you have bovine manure that's not properly tested or treated. Well, there is a potential for an uptake of pathogens. Uh, That's the reason they have lettuce and other vegetable recalls. 99% of the time, they are organic. Well, there you go. Uh, I'm going to start a backyard garden. All right, let's go to the phone lines. 901-260-5926. William in North Carolina, listening to us on WSIC. Hi, William. What's on your mind? Good afternoon, Todd. Um, My grandfather grew a garden. And his grandson growed a garden, which would have been my father, and he taught me how to grow a garden. And when I can, I don't do it every year, but when I can, I try to grow a garden. And I go local, like you said, farmer markets to get my produce when I can't grow it on my own. And I also deal with local farmers as far as getting my beef. Um, Simply for those reasons, two reasons, is that cost, and you know what you're getting. And nowadays, even more nowadays, you really don't know what you're getting at the grocery store. Um, it's processed, for one thing, and it's got so many chemicals in it, it can't be good for our children or our adults, for that matter. Yeah, I'm with you there. And, and it is, it's concerning, especially when you look at, for and especially on the vaccine stuff, and that's what gets me is that I wouldn't put it past our government to try and do something like this because they know so many people are not willing to get these vaccines. Uh, they don't want the clot shots. And how creepy is it that they could you could be getting the vaccine uh, the next time you go to the salad bar over at uh, Olive Garden? Right. Well, when I drove over the road, obviously I didn't have time to do a garden but I used to go out to California and Bakersfield's a neat town out there. 
it's probably farmed out now. It's not like it used to be, but we used to get produce and bring, because that's the only thing that was coming back over here east was produce out of out of California. And it probably still is to a point, but it's been 20 years since I've been out there. And wow. I know a lot's changed. But the farmer markets is what we deliver to over here, Todd. And that's how I got introduced to farmers markets. And it's you're buying local from local farmers. When you go to a farmer's market, you're buying it from from Mr. Joe down the street that, that grew his vegetables. That's where, that's what you're getting when you go to a farmer's market. Uh, you, you're absolutely right about that, and uh, William, appreciate that call. I go to the one, there's one in Hernando, Mississippi, uh, that I drive down to in the summertime. Best Mississippi red tomatoes. But a lot of the farmers, and by the way, Mississippi is a big cattle producing, good, big beef producing state. Um, you can go there, get fresh beef. And uh, a lot of the farmers are listening to this radio program. They're out there in the fields and listening to us in their tractor. And, man, there's this one farm. They do this jalapeno relish. Man, that stuff's good. Can't wait for, can't wait for them to sell that again. All right, uh, to San Francisco, uh, talking about crime, this is insane. It's gotten so bad now that you can't just walk into a Walgreens, Right. You actually have to schedule an appointment, and you have to be escorted by a staff member to purchase what you want to purchase. And the reason why is uh, these um, these uh, you know smash and grab people and the shoplifters they'll just go in and they'll wipe out a store. So anyway, uh, now they've come up with another solution. Cut twelve. For a few hours every day, this is what you'll find entering Fredrickson's Hardware and Paint in Cow Hollow. The table alerts customers to wait for assistance at the door, a move that's being attributed to, quote, rampant shoplifting. It's pretty bad. I mean, the uh, dollar amounts are pretty significant. And with the tools, and now we're getting snatch and grabs where they come in and take hold displays. So it's getting kind of dangerous for the employees and the customers. Store manager Sam Black says for two hours in the morning and two hours in the evening, an employee will work with an individual customer. The table serves as a way to keep potential thieves from moving freely in and out of the store. We just want to make it uncomfortable for the thieves so they go somewhere else. Black says over his 24 years of working at Fredrickson's, the theft is the worst it has ever been. Staff has had to drill down pots and pans to keep shoplifters from swiping them. They've also had to put in locking systems to keep people from pocketing tools and other household hardware. One customer telling Cron 4 off camera that the situation is just sad. Yeah, people aren't happy. The regulars just, um, they can't believe it. Like, we can't believe it, but, you know, they've been really understanding. Black says he and his staff had to try something because they had not much success getting help from city leaders or the police. At this point, the one-on-one shopping experiment has been going on for three weeks. Black says they'll review the results after a month. Just had to do something. Wow. Um, Is that the right path here, folks? It just seems to me that we're not addressing the root cause, which is criminals being punished for going out there and shoplifting. And it's, again, I, you hate to say this, but cities like San Francisco need to be shocked back into reality, just like in Memphis, Tennessee. And maybe just maybe it's time for the police to pay, play hardball here. Start putting down some of these shoplifters. I No, I'm not saying kill them. I'm just saying... Get the tasers out. Shock them into kingdom come. I don't know. 
But how do you fix this, ladies and gentlemen? How do you stop the lawlessness? They're destroying San Francisco. It's gone. The once beautiful, vibrant, thriving downtown, it's gone. Same thing's happening in Chicago right now. So everybody's sitting around saying, well, we just don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. Yeah, yes, you do. Let's get some law and order on the streets. That's what we, You know who we need. We need Sheriff Buford Pusser, right? That's who we need with the baseball bat. I guarantee you he'd get things in ship shape, lickety split. I'm just telling you. All right, we got to take a break here. Hey, by the way, uh, Newsmax still conducting their big poll. Who do who do you think President Trump ought to pick for his vice presidential running mate? Uh, you can vote right now in their poll, and they've got all sorts of, I mean all sorts of people are being talked about. But Newsmax wants to know your opinion. Who do you think President Trump should pick for his vice presidential running mate? By the way, he just had Christy Nome down at Mar-a-Lago closed-door meeting the other day. Hmm, wonder what that's all about. It takes literally seconds. All you have to do, take out your smartphone, text the word SKIP to 39747. That's SKIP to 39747, and you will be able to vote in the Newsmax poll. Who should Donald Trump pick to be his VP? We'll be right back. You know what I just got in the mail yesterday? Uh, this was exciting. Um, I got a, my very own travel emergency kit and my first aid emergency kit from the wellness company. These things are so awesome. And uh, they're just filled with all sorts of great, great things that you would need in the event of an emergency. And uh, I would encourage you to go check them out, twc.health slash starns. That's twc.health slash Starns. Use my promo code Starns, and uh, they're going to get you hooked up with uh, with some great stuff. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, and we're honored to have the chief executive officer of the wellness company with us, Peter Galuli. Peter, hope you're doing well today. Thanks, Todd. Happy to be here. Uh, and, and real quick, uh, we were just talking about this story before uh, you came on the air. Uh, this crazy report out of Tennessee state lawmakers are very concerned uh, that now they may be trying to uh, sneak the vaccine into our lettuce and vegetables. Uh, it really is pretty nefarious, you know, how they're how they're trying to force uh, these vaccines and things on us. Yeah, we had a similar news report coming out last year and, and uh, um Renz of Missouri was looking after it, Todd, uh, about actually using mRNA vaccines in meat and dairy products. Uh, I mean, look, we all just need to keep our head on a swivel. I really think the future of food labeling, just like we have organic and non-GMO today, we're going to have vaccine-free here hopefully in the next few years so people actually know what's going in their food. Wow. And, and folks, yet another reason why you need to be checking out the wellness company. They're on top of all of these major stories, and they have tons of information uh, on their website. Uh, Peter, last week, it was um, it was kind of frightening for a lot of people. We, that we were in the middle of a cyber attack, huge cell phone outage. And a lot of people may not be aware, but the, the pharmacy industry suffered a massive shutdown as a result of this cyber at uh, cyber attack too do you anticipate more of this happening down the road i, I absolutely do Todd, especially considering it's election year and, and kudos for you for even bringing this up uh the mainstream media is not covering it i mean 
when it happened last week, they passed it off as a solar flare and then didn't say anything more. But we're still seeing pharmacies across the United States now four days later uh, that are unable to receive uh, prescriptions from their doctor's offices, and that's affecting Americans' access to medicine. And that's a real problem in the United States. And you know, we don't know exactly who has been perpetrating these cyber attacks. Um, I mean, I would guess you know, it would perhaps be a very large country in Asia, but I don't know. But either way... I think we need to have our head on a swivel this year, and Americans really need to be asking um, during the election cycles, what are the candidates going to do to shore up our critical health care infrastructure because it is vulnerable? It, you're right, and, and I learned this firsthand a couple of months back. They, they call it the Memphis crud, but it was like a super bad bronchitis. Everybody was getting it, and some medical supplies here in the Memphis area were, were pretty slim. So, I, Peter, I literally go to my doctor and I bring my my wellness um, my wellness emergency medical kit with me. And the doctor was like, "Well, you may or may not have these medicines." And I'm like, "Take a look here. Will any of these work?" And he was like, "Wow, where did you get that?" And uh, so, you know, firsthand experience for me, it was just good to be prepared. And I know that's what you guys really preach and teach there at the wellness company. Yeah, thanks, Todd. And, and you know, we we've, we've helped tens of thousands of Americans now over the past. Uh, winter months uh, stock up on critical medications. You know, Americans have for a long time stocked up on food, ammo, and gold, and those things are really important, but people often overlook medications. I mean, and I'm not just talking about, you know, pharmaceutical outages at your local pharmacy because of a cyber attack. You know, when you're sick, you know, you can't wait. A lot of times you can't afford to wait. And it just makes so much sense for you to have critical life-saving medications like amoxicillin and ivermectin and z on hand in your medicine cabinet right next to your Tylenol. And that's really what we try to do at the wellness company with our medical emergency kit, Todd, is to empower Americans to to not be worried and be prepared for the next crisis because it's really not a matter of if, it's when. So why not be prepared? You're right, and, and that's the way it was with me. I've had mine for about five or six months and got sick, needed it, and it was there for me and didn't have to worry about a thing. You did mention, though, uh, when not if. And uh, we've been following the stories about Disease X, uh, World Health Organization, WEF. They've been talking about it for for months now. And uh, now Fox News picking up the story. How real is this? Is this something that we need to be concerned about? Yes, Todd, but not in the way I think that everyone is supposing. So turn back the clock 10 years. I mean, we've lived through bird flu, swine flu, monkeypox, COVID, all these ridiculous diseases, right, that they really chalked up as the next big thing. And, you know, COVID, maybe they, they were able to pull once over and, and get people to really buy into the fear narrative. But I really think Americans have woken up to this this strategy that the, the CDC, the government, and the WEF have been pulling here. And to me, you know, there will be another disease. Of course there will. I mean, there's always a new uh, bug going around every single year. You even yourself, Todd, mentioned that bronchitis that you caught in the fall. I mean, people were talking about white lung from China and connect disease, right? At the end of the day, it just makes sense to be prepared again, right? We know there's going to be another one. It's nothing to lose sleep over. Just be ready for it. Stay healthy. Make sure that you're getting plenty of sleep. You have a good diet and exercise and, and have meds on hand. No, and again, folks, that's what the wellness company is all about, and, and they do a great job of it, and I'm glad to be uh, partnering with these guys. Uh, they're the real deal. And uh, you can go check out their website, twc.health slash darns. That's twc.health slash darns. And you're going to be able to get every single uh, medical kit I was telling you about. And it is very, very worthwhile. 
Uh, Peter, I, I want to ask you, though, about um, what Americans can do, you know, because we're all about being prepared and what do Americans need to do to stay safe uh, as we, you know, go through these crazy times? Yeah, there's there's a lot of very fearful headlines in the news today. And, you know, we've seen all these things happening at the border with, you know, measles and polio cropping up in, in the U.S., which we haven't seen for decades. Um, but really, I think one of the most important things that, you know, the average everyday American can do other than be prepared is to, to start detoxing themselves and making lifestyle changes. I mean, just today in Bloomberg, um, they were reporting that scientists are, you know, quote, unquote, puzzled, Todd, by this rapid increase in Alzheimer's, diabetes, heart attacks, epilepsy, all these diseases over the past few years that have cropped up as, as side effects of COVID and the vaccine. And, you know, I know that millions and millions of Americans out there were, you know, coerced or misled into taking the vaccine. It's nothing to be ashamed of. But right now, the best thing that you can do for yourself, Todd, is if you're in that population, you know, start a detox program. Start getting some light exercise in. Watch your diet. Maybe start intermittent fasting. You can also do, you know, some more heavier supplements. Dr. Peter McCullough, who is on our chief medical board, has had phenomenal success with natokinase treating patients in his clinic who have experienced vaccine injury. Uh, there is really a ton of resources out there, and we at the wellness company are happy to help you as well if you need more uh, guides and instructions on ways that you can get healthy and well after COVID and the vaccine are long over. Well, it's uh, it's some great resources, and they're available, folks. All you have to do is go to the Wellness Company and and check out uh, the great things they have, the great stories, the research. Uh, we're talking about some of the best doctors uh, in the country, uh, a part of the Wellness Company and, and what they are doing. And again, use my promo code STARNS, and it's going to unlock some great discounts for you over at twc.health slash starts peter we're going to leave it there great info as always appreciate you thank you todd all right peter galuli everybody he is the chief executive officer of the wellness company and we're just honored to partner with these guys i'm telling you i was i i'm we were everybody in the city was sick i mean you couldn't find any dayquil no nyquil nothing and um anyway i, I remembered hey i've got the wellness kit i've got the emergency medical kit take it with me to the doctor. And he's like, dude, you've, you're, you're set. You don't have to worry about anything. And I'm like, all right, glad to hear it, doc. Glad to hear it. Uh, folks, coming up, we're going to be checking in with our friends over at Team Trump. Big primary underway, talking politics in the next hour. Also, during the break, don't forget to head over to toddstarns.com. You'll notice at the very top of our website, we have the Alliance Defending Freedom banner. It is a busy month here on the show. And we are helping our friends out, Alliance Defending Freedom. They're raising money. They've got two major Supreme Court cases they're going to be arguing, and they need every penny they can get. And ADF does everything pro bono. They never charge their clients a penny. That's where we come in, and we are raising $20,000. That is our goal, $20,000. And you can join the effort, be a part of Defending Freedom by contributing to our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom. Just go right to my website right now and click on that banner and you'll be able to get get started. All right. Hang tight, everybody. Hour three of the big show coming up. We're going to be talking to a couple of great folks, boots on the ground in Michigan. May even see if we can figure out who Trump's VP is going to be. We'll talk more about that next.
from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, hello, everybody. And uh, we're following a lot of breaking news this hour, including... The big, big story of the day out of Fulton County, Georgia, where Big Fanny Willis and her lover, her boy toy, Nathan Wade, are facing big, big trouble. Uh, The judge in that uh, case, this would be the Trump trial, uh, which has now become the Big Fanny and her boy toy trial. Uh, The judge saying that because of the new testimony, because of the new phone records, that now all of a sudden... Uh, they can be questioned on the record over all of this. So we're going to be following the developments there. Live uh, testimony underway in Georgia, and we'll keep you updated on that. Also, uh, Jack Smith is weighing in. He's the anti, anti-Trump anti special counsel, and uh, there is a blistering, the blistering her report, uh, which is um, alleging all sorts of shenanigans. And now Jack Smith is coming out, and he's saying, well, there's a big difference between uh, President Trump harboring classified documents and Joe Biden. Yes, there is, sir. There is. President Trump was allowed to harbor, to hold on to classified documents. The president had the power to declassify. Joe Biden, as vice president, had absolutely no power at all to do that. So on Monday, um, a 12-page filing countered Trump's motion to dismiss the indictment based on selective and vindictive prosecution. Because keep in mind, they're not going after Joe Biden, even though Joe Biden had more classified documents in his possession than Trump did, and the fact that Joe Biden was not ever qualified to hold to those documents. Not only should they be going after, and again, if they're going to go after Trump, they have to go after Joe Biden And they also have to go after Mike Pence because Pence did the same thing. What's good for the golden-haired goose is good for the gander. So we'll be following those stories as well. Also, big primary day in Michigan. And I just want to say this about Nikki Haley. I I don't ultimately know how things are going to turn out. I mean, Trump's going to be the nominee. But I will say this. Nikki Haley has just destroyed any chance of ever being a Republican president of the United States. What she has done here to not just President Trump, but to the Republican Party is really despicable. But Nikki Haley is doing the work of her bosses, of her employers, the people that are paying her hourly fee, if you will. We're talking about the big money establishment wing of the party. And they want to put Donald Trump out of business. They want to drain his campaign coffers. And they want to make this as costly and as painful for Donald Trump as is necessary. And that's the only reason Nikki Haley is in this race. They truly want to stop Donald Trump, no matter the cost. And one of the ways they've kind of factored in here is that they've got to, they've got to drain him of campaign money. And so, therefore, Donald Trump is going to have to campaign. He's going to have to do the rallies. He's got to spend dollars on advertising in these uh, states. Super Tuesday coming up. It is going to be – it's it's a costly venture. And I want you to understand this. Every single penny 
that is spent is wasted. It is squandered. They ought to be using that money to go after the Democrats, but they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. So where are we right now? Well, we're, we're, we're in a pretty, pretty significant pickle. I've been talking to Republicans all over the country, and I'm telling you, a lot of these state conventions have no money. I've got people coming after me left and right asking for me to support this candidate, that candidate, this Republican Party, that Republican. I mean, it's, it's insane. But I'm curious to hear from you because clearly people are not giving money to the Republican Party, and I want to know why. Why is it that you are not giving money to the Republican Party? And give us a call here. I'd like to hear from you, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. By the way, Rhonda McDaniel has announced again that she is leaving. Why doesn't she just leave? Why is she... It's like every week, well, I'm going to be going to be resigning soon. Okay, well, when? Just go already. And maybe that's the reason why. There's also a lot of concern that the Republican, the RNC, is not going to have enough money on hand to, to help out down-ballot candidates. And it's shocking, but the Democrats are raising more money right now than the Republicans are. And I'm very curious to hear from you, why is that? And what will it take for you to give money to the Republican Party? Are you just directly supporting candidates? Are you just giving your money to to President Trump? I'm curious to hear. 901-260-5926. We're going to be taking your calls on that. That's 901-260-5926. Coming up a little bit later on this hour, we're going to be talking to Kyle Olson, who is the founder and publisher of the Midwesterner, talking about the Michigan primary and what's happening in that state. Also, we're expecting Caroline Levitt to join us sometime this hour. She is President Trump's national press secretary. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. All right, um, Speaker Mike Johnson just leaving the White House. Uh, They're having meetings. Government shutdown looming this weekend. And I don't know. I, I hope the Republicans hold their ground on this. But the reality is I don't know with these people. I, it's... Um, you know, I I don't know. It's Johnson, Mike Johnson. I've been hearing, uh, you know, in the meetings, the private meetings, they're more like Bible studies and worship services than actual political meetings. And I get that. I, I don't have a problem with that. And maybe it doesn't make me sound like a bad person. I mean, I to even point out that there is a time and a place. And right now we're in the middle of negotiations to whether or not to keep the government open, whether or not to force Biden's hand and deal with this border crisis. And it just seems to me it seems to me that right now is not the moment to be singing kumbaya. That we've got to play political hardball here. But Todd, you're just not a Christian man. We should always be worshiping God. No, I I understand, but you know he's the speaker of the house, not the preacher of the house. I get that. I'm I'm just saying, are we going to surrender on this? 901-260-5926. You want the you want the Republicans to play hardball or 
Should we just get it over with? Because you know how they do. They're either going to kick the can down the road again, which they've already done two or three times, or they're just going to give the Democrats what they want. So what do you want the Republicans to do? A lot of their a lot of their staff listen to this program. So they hear your voice, they hear your concerns, and normally they're pretty quick to respond. 901-260-5926. Let's go to Georgia. Louisa wants to explain why people are not giving to the RNC. Hi, Louisa. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So, yes, um, I obviously I'm a Republican. I support Trump. But the people in Washington are so out of touch with us. They are continuing to give money to Ukraine. Um, they're passing these ridiculous border bills that deserve to be dead on arrival. And they don't listen to us. They don't stand up for anything. I feel like they just roll over. And I'm not going to give them my money. I, it's, I'm too broke. <laughs> Inflation is killing me. Rent is killing me. Grocery prices are killing me. And they are wasting my money. If I could not pay taxes, I would. Um, I'm not going to do it. So you're saying... I'm not giving them money until they listen to us. So not only is it a, it a, is it a matter of principle, but you're also saying even, even if you had the money, you don't have the money because of the price of eggs and everything else in the supermarket. <laughs> yes. So even if I wanted to give to them, uh, I wouldn't, but um, or couldn't rather. But um, I, I don't want to give to them because they're wasting what they do get from us, what they force from us. And if they're going to continue to waste what I'm required to give them, then I'm not going to give them extra to also waste. All right. Well, that's and look. The, yeah, go RNC ahead. Is, is, oh, just the RNC itself is also a disaster wasting our money on flower arrangements and limo rides. They are so out of touch. I just, I can't. Exactly. Yeah. And and again, if Ronna McDaniel wants to get a haircut, she can go to Supercuts like the rest of us. I'm sure she'll get a lovely two for half the cost. All right. I got to run, Louisa. Thank you for that. And uh, it's a great observation she makes. Uh, it's a matter of principle because the RNC is squandering our money. And not only that, if she had money, we still wouldn't be able to afford it because of all the the groceries. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, honored to have with us Caroline Levitt, uh, the press secretary, national press secretary for uh, President Trump. Caroline, hope you're doing well today. Where are you right now? <laughs> hey, Todd. I am at the Trump campaign headquarters in beautiful West Palm Beach, Florida. But it is a busy day for us here as we are so excited about the big primary happening today in Michigan. Now, I know people are saying, Caroline, big primary, this primary is wrapped up. And yes, it definitely is. But we're still calling on voters in Michigan to get out there and make their voices heard. So we can send a strong message to the Democrat Party this November that Michigan is in play and we are going to be competing in all of the battleground districts and states that Joe Biden has failed with his horrific policies. Uh, look, I'm with you. I think, you know, we, we all know how this is going to play out. Uh, is it is it frustrating to see what Nikki Haley is doing? Because she knows she has no choice and no chance. Um, and it seems like her only argument is that she that Trump that President Trump is not beating her even more than he already is, which is kind of a weird argument for her to be making out there. It is frustrating. Uh, it's also just comical to see that Nikki Haley is still in this race. And she's the only Republican in the country at this point who is not unified 100% around President Trump. 
He has never had a chance or a pathway to victory. We've been saying that for months in every state she competes, and we're just proven right. I mean, President Trump has dominated her in every single state so far, and we are just about a week or two away from wrapping up this delegate process. President Trump is going to have the delegates that he needs to be the official nominee in the next couple of weeks. So at this point, Todd, our focus here at the Trump campaign is is going to be on Joe Biden and the Democrats and highlighting the contrast for the American public on how much better their lives were just a few years ago under President Trump versus what we are witnessing in this country right now, the decimation of our economy, the chaos, the crime, the destruction, the open border that is destroying our country, every community within it. Uh, And so there's no greater contrast between Trump and Biden and we're focused on making that pitch to the American voter uh, for the next several months. Yeah, I, and I don't think this is going to be a hard sell for the American people. I think people, uh, they, they see it, they feel it in their pocketbooks, they know something's not right in the country, and uh, people are looking to Donald Trump and saying, you know what, this is the guy. I want to play some audio for you, Caroline. Uh, this is Democrat Representative Katie Porter, and she's talking about the murder of Lake and Riley at the hands of that illegal alien. Cut number seven, guys. Well, I think when a horrible tragedy like, like this happens, I think whenever we're dealing um, with violent crime, there is a sense of outrage, of sadness, and of loss. But I think the important thing to focus on is any one instance shouldn't shape our overall immigration policy. Uh, it's absolutely shameful what this woman said. But but again, Caroline, when you look at what the president, what President Trump has been saying from day one, there are very bad people coming across that border and they're causing chaos in this country. That's exactly right. And I think if Katie Porter lost one of her loved ones at the hands of an illegal immigrant, she probably wouldn't be saying that. She'd probably feel a little bit differently. And unfortunately, that's the case with a lot of these liberal and Democrat politicians. It's rules for me. It's rules for thee, not for me. And uh, they don't care unless it impacts them and their families. I mean, it's tragic what happened to Lake and Riley. It's every woman, as a young woman myself, it's every woman's worst nightmare. When you go out on your morning run to think your life can be taken at the hands of someone who should never have been in this country in the first place her death was entirely preventable if joe biden had a secure border in which illegal immigrants were turned away not welcomed into this country and flown on the american taxpayer dimes to cities all over the nation he would have never been here in the first place and then if we didn't have sanctuary city policies pushed by democrats in big cities this man would have been deported there on a second time he was arrested just five months ago for injuring a child but radical democrats in new york decided to set him free rather than deport him back to where he belongs and now there's a young woman who is dead because of it her family will never be the same and tragically unfortunately this is not the only case there are headlines every single day about this new wave of migrant crime, as President Trump has rightfully called it. The president met a few weeks ago with the family of Madison Hines, a three-year-old little girl who was killed by a drunk driver, an illegal immigrant who T-boned her mother's vehicle. I mean, these are real Americans. These are real people whose lives are being forever changed and shattered because of policies that should not be in 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 the first place. I mean, President Trump had the most secure border in history. He handed that to Joe Biden, and Joe Biden purposely reversed President Trump's policies. He and the Democrats are responsible for these American lives lost. Period. Yeah, well said, uh, Caroline. Real quick before we let you go, 
Uh, we know that uh, Christy Nome, Lisa reporting is Christy Nome spotted around Mar-a-Lago, closed-door meeting with the president. Uh, can you confirm that happened? And if so, what was she doing down at Mar-a-Lago? <laughs> I will not be the one to confirm that for you, Todd. I oh, come on, Caroline. Constantly, hey, he's constantly meeting uh, with good people from across the Republican Party all of the time down here at Mar-a-Lago. He's always busy. That man never stops working. I don't know if you maybe roping some steers down there at Mar-a-Lago or something. You know, she's a big rodeo uh, person as well as being a great <laughs> governor, uh, Christy Miss. <laughs> she is a great governor, and she is doing well for the people of South Dakota. We were so excited to see her go down to the southern border and stand up for her fellow governor, uh, Greg Abbott. We need all Republican governors across the country to have that same strong approach, secure their own states, because Joe Biden clearly ain't going to do it for us. Well, that's true. All right, well, give the governor our best. I, you know, maybe take a little vacation. <laughs> Just happens to be at Mar-a-Lago there. So, all right, Caroline, always good hearing from you. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. All right. Take care. Caroline, love it. I think Noam would be a great, great vice presidential running mate uh, to Donald Trump. Not only that, she's good. Have you seen her out there? You know, the, the, the what are they called? The bull riding? And they got the, the little calf running around and they got the rope lassoing. And that could come in handy uh, with those politicians up on Capitol Hill. So just you're running away, just, you know, lasso them, get them by the feet. That's what they do at the rodeos. All right, uh, we got to take a break here. Uh, hang tight. We're going to be getting to your phone calls as well. Uh, coming up, we're going to be checking in with Kyle Olson, who is the publisher of the Midwesterner. Um, got a website, uh, Midwesterner News, up there, and uh, we're going to be talking to him about the Michigan primary as well. 901-260-5926. You've heard Christy Nome. Who do you like for VP? I do like Ramaswamy, though. For press secretary, could you imagine those White House press briefings? The, the, the reporters would have to bring a change of shorts with them. I'm just telling you, that would be pretty entertaining. But who do you like as VP? Christy Nome just happens to be at Mar-a-Lago. Hmm. Interesting. 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Get right to the phones here. Uh, Tom in Oregon, listening to us on the great KYKN radio station. Good people there at that fine station. Hi, Tom. What's on your mind? Hi there. Thanks. Uh, there's a couple of things. Uh, one of them, as far as the speaker, I think uh, we need a. He's not selling what we're trying to get across, and we need like a speaker for the speaker, like uh, Matt Gaetz or or somebody like that, or uh, Roshwami. So that. To call these guys out when they're lying, they're lying. And like all the press secretary just tell, you know, also they put out his lies. Schumer just puts out lies. And then they say, oh, it's all the Republicans' fault. So BS, call them out on their lies and let's get it done. But he needs to, to sell the, what uh, we're trying to get across and to help the American public and this whole country. Um, my other little bugger is uh, the RNC, and I'm glad to see they're going to get rid of Romney, Rodney, or whatever her name is. Because <laughs> um, they're just swamping my phone with uh, text messages from all across the country. I'm a landlord, and I've had 100, 200 text messages in a day. Wow. And it's, 
Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous, you know. And you try to delete it, it just, uh, yeah, it just keeps coming. Well, Tom, I think the challenge is, and I appreciate you you calling in, and I I think the challenge is that a lot of people are strapped for cash, and right now we're not liking what they're putting out. I mean, it it really is that that simple. I want to go real quick to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Great to have with us Kyle Olson, who is the founder and publisher of a publication called The Midwesterner. Themidwesterner.news is the website. Uh, Kyle, good to have you with us today. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Tom. All right. Uh, so, uh, where are things uh, today? Primary day. Um, Republicans, Democrats. How's turnout going? What are you hearing? It's looking like there is a lot of um, absentee ballot usage. Um, there were about seventy-eight thousand people turned out for early voting. Um, so, what we're seeing so far today is in-person voting um, is is relatively light, and but. As people are moving to absentee ballots, it's raising the question, what are the campaigns doing um, to reach those voters at that time in the campaign, as opposed to waiting in, until, you know, election day or shortly before? I'm curious, uh, and I know you you guys have covered this, uh, the uncommitted campaign, which uh, they're targeting Joe Biden and uh, Rashida Tlaib leading the charge there. Is, is that going to have much of an impact tonight? I think it will definitely have an impact. Um, I, it's definitely getting news coverage, and and uh, Gretchen Whitmer is sort of you know panicking about it because she's wanting to deliver um, a win to Joe Biden as she's she's one of the co-chairs of his campaign, and so she's out sort of taking the lead and trying to you know whip up the vote for him. But this, uh, what's going on with the uncommitted campaign, is sort of bubbling under the Democrat surface and. Because basically what it amounts to is you've got um, Arabs and Muslims in Dearborn and Hamtramck and other places in, um, in Metro Detroit. They're not liking how Joe Biden is handling uh, what's going on with Hamas and, and in Gaza. And so it, this is sort of a protest vote. And so that's how the Democrats are trying to contain this as sort of a, oh, it's just a protest vote right now. But they will come home for Biden in November. Um, but there is a lot of anger and they, and they don't like how Biden is handling all of this. And so it, it, I think it spells, I don't know if it spells uh, doom for them necessarily in November, but it definitely is spelling trouble because they can't afford to, to give up a hundred thousand votes in places like Dearborn and Hamtramck. Interesting. Uh, Kyle, um, I'm curious about Nikki Haley. Um, how have the crowds been? I know she's been doing some rallies up there. Is she getting any play? She did a, a rally um, Monday, or it might have been Sunday, um, in Metro Detroit, and then she did one in Grand Rapids. They both, uh, they appeared to be packed crowds, but they were small rooms. My estimate, just looking at photos, where there were a couple hundred people that turned out. Um, but, you know, all indications are um, are that Trump, should have a, a strong night, just like he did in South Carolina and, and the other early states. Um, because, you know, ultimately, M- Michigan, I think, really sort of is uh, sort of quintessential Trump country, where it's a lot of union voters, blue-collar voters, um, and, and his messages and his, his policies translate well um, to auto workers, which is why you see a majority of auto workers supporting Donald Trump for re-election. Um, even Sean Fain, the president of the UAW, acknowledged that, even though his 
his his the union bosses went with Biden. He acknowledged that his membership is with Trump. And it's because they know who is looking out for them. And that's Trump. Kyle Olson is on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, founder and publisher of the Midwesterner. Uh, Kyle, I'm curious, what what seems to be the big issue on the minds of voters there in your state? Well, it's, set, it's certainly the economy and what, what Gretchen Whitmer has done to our economy uh, when she had some of the worst lockdowns in the country. Um, and we're still seeing the ramifications uh, from, from those in terms of uh, student achievement in schools. Um, but, of course, the border is a huge issue as well. And, and a lot of people will say, well, Michigan is a northern border state. And we don't, you know, we don't hear about the northern border, just the southern border. But there was just uh, on the Midwesterner, we we're covering a story um, where a, a bus of 19 illegal aliens was pulled over in northern Michigan. Um, and there's just a lot of sort of mystery about what what exactly was going on here, because the story was that when the driver who was driving erratically, it was it's like a big, you know, a big school bus he, when he was pulled over. Um, he was asked for his driver's license, and he couldn't understand the English, and he, he um, passed over a Mexican uh, voter registration card. And then, of course, you know, Border Patrol was called, and so, but, it, but there's just a lot of questions about who are these individuals that are in northern Michigan, um, where did they come from, where are they staying, uh, where were they going, all of those sorts of questions. And so... When people see these images of the southern border on TV or on news websites or whatever, they're making this connection that this is directly affecting our communities, whether it's Michigan or, or any other state that doesn't seem to be a southern border um, uh, state, but it's what is happening there is directly affecting all of us. Well, it's fascinating, and tonight um, all eyes will be on Michigan to see the outcome here. I'm I think we all get the Republican side. I'm really going to be intrigued by what's happening with the Democrats and whether or not they can really get that protest vote off the ground, ground Kyle. They are the, the uncommitted um, group is definitely the most motivated group. And so, yes, it's going to be interesting to see. Can they get 5%, 10%, 15%? It's going to be interesting to watch. All right. Hey, good stuff. And, uh, folks, be sure to check out Kyle's website, The Midwesterner. Uh, the website, themidwesterner.news, uh, for all of your uh, news and information. And by the way, they do have national news coverage as well. Lots of great stories, including that weird story about the uh, the, the bus filled with illegals. So got to check that out. Kyle, uh, appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you. All right. Kyle Olson from the Midwesterner. By the way, we will be live tweeting. We're going to be all over this uh, tonight, the primary coverage. So hang out with us online uh, later tonight over at tonsterns.com. Want to go to the phone lines here. Kathy in Oregon, listening to us on KYKN, wants to weigh in on Trump's VP pick. Hi, Kathy. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. Wonderful. So I, I have been... Um, what, ever since I saw him on The View, I've been wanting Byron Donald. The congressman from Florida. So what do you like about Byron Donalds? Well, first of all, he gave those ladies on The View what for. But what was more surprising was they even let him on there. 
I think they just let him on there because he was a black guy. Oh, hey, you think it was wrong? Okay, well, well, I will. I remember that, and he ate their lunch. That was yep, pretty impressive. Did. Yep, he sure did. And ever since then, I've been thinking he would be excellent because he's not going to put up with any trash, you know. Kathy, we've got you down. Byron Donalds, uh, we'll see. I mean, he's being mentioned as a, as a possibility, and of course, Christy Nome having the closed-door meetings uh, down there at Mar-a-Lago, so we can only know what that's about. It sounds to me like people are getting called in for job interviews. That's what it sounds like to me. Hey, Kathy, appreciate that call, and thank you for listening. You know, it is so incredibly rare to find men of God who are willing to take a stand, even if it means having to give up on a dream. And I want to tell you about Chris Goodwin. He is one of those guys He is the head coach of the girls' basketball program at Mid-Vermont Christian School. Now, last year, his team was bound for a championship, uh, but to get there, the girls had to play a rival school in a playoff game, but the other team included a boy who identified as a girl. Well, first of all, the coach was concerned about the safety ramifications, and second of all, uh, there is a, a religious liberty issue, so they refused. They said, we cannot do this, and they forfeited the game. They said, we just can't go down this path. In retaliation, the State Athletic Conference ended up banning all of the athletic teams from Mid-Vermont Christian School, so they're not allowed to compete uh, as a result of this. And the Vermont Principals Association said that this little Christian school violated its policies regarding inclusivity. So the good news is our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom are now representing the school, and they have filed a lawsuit, a federal lawsuit. And I do believe that ADF is going to be able to right a terrible wrong here. And this is one of the reasons why I support Alliance Defending Freedom. You know, we can come on here, we can talk until we're blue in the face about you know, legal this and legalese and the Supreme Court. But in reality, it's about people. It's about those young girls who deserve to be able to have a championship season. It's about young girls who should be able to compete against other girls and not a boy who thinks he's a girl. And that's why we are helping Alliance Defending Freedom raise money, $20,000 through the month of March. That's our goal, $20,000, which is a pretty reasonable goal with this massive audience we have. And I want to encourage you to go to ToddSterns.com, click on the top of the page. You will find our Alliance Defending Freedom banner. And you'll be able to make a donation, $5, $10, $100, whatever you are able to do. So go check them out, Alliance Defending Freedom, um, over at ToddSterns.com, and become a part of, of what we're trying to do to help these folks. All right, we've got to take a quick break. Going to the phones, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. Days just sort of um, sped by here today. Let's uh, get to the phones. Try to get in as many of your calls as possible here. We'll start in North Carolina, WSIC. Dave, what's on your mind? Yeah, hi, Todd. You were talking earlier about uh, this continuing resolution and everything. I called Congress, and I'm down here on the coast. I'm not on WSIC. So you t- I called Congressman Murphy's office again. And again, I got a runaround, and I asked about, you know, I told him, I said, 
No more continuing resolutions. It is the job of Congress to create and maintain a balanced budget. He also voted for the debt extension. And I said, he must absolutely hate my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren to be doing that to him. And then I asked about, and, and this is important, I asked about uh, a thing that he did at the Greenville Hilton and whether or not that was paid for by him or if it was on the taxpayer dime. I can't get an answer to any of these questions. And then that turned into be a campaign thing for a friend of his. So I asked the lady, one of the staffers up in D.C., I said, who can I call to get the answers to these things? And she said, well, you know, we just write down the concerns and, and pass them on. And I said, three times I asked, who can I call? They've got people answering the phones that can't answer questions. They say that they can't speak to the congressman, and you're always telling us to call out our congressman. Well, you know what? There, there doesn't seem to be anybody who can answer for them. And down here in North Carolina, if you call a congressman or a senator, they will not return your call. They will not talk to you. If you're one of their friends in a district office when they happen to visit, that's one thing. But if you're a constituent wanting to know if they're spending their money or yours, that's privileged information. And, you know, I told his staff, I said, this is not North Carolina 2024. This is Russia 1965, where we got people saying, we're going to go deeper. And they always use the same excuse, like, well, we can't default on our debt. So you're going to increase it. It gets to a point where it's not, it's just not going to be solvable. And we're going to have to default. So their whole thing is, well, let's take it as far as we can before we fall off the edge. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a good point, Dave. And um, I appreciate you calling in. And uh, we appreciate you listening to uh, the talk station over there in Moorhead City. Great people at that station. Uh, let's go to Oregon. Cliss uh, is listening to us on KYKN. What's on your mind? Yeah, I'd like to... Uh say who my favorite uh, vice president would be and i don't see why uh he couldn't choose don jr his own son oh you like don jr you know he hasn't had any political experience would that uh, be a turnoff for you or is that good no that'd be good uh he could follow in his dad's footsteps all right. Well, all right, Cliss, we've got you down, uh, Don Jr. on the VP pick list. Uh, let's go real quick to Tennessee, WTJS. Scott is on the line. Uh, Scott, what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I keep hearing about the uh, border wall, but I don't hear many ideas about what we do with the illegals here. So I came up with a short list. If I got in front year, I would say have a 60-day self-deport law. Starting 60 days, you got 60 days to self-deport. After the 60 days, I would have a suspension of driver's license and business licenses, then an asset for forfeiture, and then 10 years in jail if you're still here. Then after the 10 years, then you're deported. Then I would also introduce a red flag law. So you can phone phone in any suspected illegals that are still remaining. So that was my kind of short list. I've been thinking about it because I don't hear much, you know, speak about what we do about the current folks that are here illegally. Yeah, Scott, I look, I've got nothing to say negatively about anything that you just shared. I, I would like to add to that list, though, that we also need to punish these American businesses that are hiring the illegals, uh, they need to suffer some sort of a consequence. But 
best of all, Scott, I love Donald John Trump's plan, and that is to have the largest roundup of illegals in American history, ship them up and ship them right back to where they came from. That's what that's what I say. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I just think it's ridiculous. Uh, they, they, there's so, some of these folks are trying to work hard and trying to embrace the American dream, but I, in my neighborhood, I got folks that look at me like I'm the invader. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get it. I Trust me, Scott, I get it. Hey, appreciate you listening, and thanks for calling in, Scott. You're, you're making a whole lot of sense. Uh, folks, that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, by the way, tonight, 5 o'clock, you'll be able to watch us, 5 o'clock Eastern, on Newsmax TV. Uh, we'll have a good show, and uh, we'll be talking about uh, the primary results in Michigan. Lots of other big stories as well. And ToddStearns.com. Go check it out. Have you pre-ordered my new book? you got to do it. you got pre-order the new book. It'll be in stores March 19th. But I want you to pre-order a copy right now. You get out there. You be good, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.